Welcome to the Empowering the Light podcast. Woot woot! I'm Lily Augustine, light worker, womb wisdom guide, and artist, and this podcast is all things love and light, empowering true autonomy and inspiring along the way. I cannot wait for you to dive into this next episode, and I honor the light that you are spreading in this world. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for being here and for sharing your light with us. I'm so excited to welcome on Mariah Rose Barrett today. How are you doing, Mariah? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. I am so excited for this episode. We were just chatting before, and all the topics we're going to be covering are so amazing. But before we get into that, Mariah is a holistic menstrual and hormone health coach based in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. She focuses on helping women and people who bleed reconnect with their cyclical nature and prioritize themselves. I love that. I think that's so powerful. And actually, um, I we were first introduced, I, I somehow stumbled upon your Instagram page after mm-hmm. I had just learned about like holistic healing and the like health coaching industry. And I stumbled upon yours, which was like menstrual coaching. And you were the first person that introduced me to that topic. And I'm so thankful for that because that's what I built my business off of as well. So thank you so much for that, like introduction to this is actually a thing that's so powerful and can help people. Yeah. Oh, I'm so grateful for that. Honored. Honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Well, why don't we dive into your story and how you came to be a holistic menstrual coach? Sure. So, well, yeah, I guess I'll start a few years ago. Um, I was working in urban agriculture. So I was working on urban farms, growing food, teaching people how to grow food, um, teaching people how to cook food. And I loved, I loved doing that, but I also really burnt out. The work was really physically demanding as you can imagine. And, um, also like emotionally and energetically really demanding. So I had like spent my whole, you know, my college career and just so many years building up to that job and building up to that point. And it was something that I think a lot of us experience, which is that I like had my eyes set on a goal, achieved that goal, and then was really unhappy and was like, you know, I was like, okay, I thought when I got here when I achieved this I would feel good and um I think it like you know kind of file it under the looking for um looking for like validation and happiness outside of myself and thinking like once I get the job I've been working for then I'll be happy so um yeah I made a huge life pivot I left that job and I started um it was like salaried you know full-time all that beautiful stuff And, um, I was in a health coach training program at that time too, because this interest in food and holistic, like holistic healing and whole foods and growing food and everything is still like very much a pillar of what I do now. Um, but because I was so burnt out and like working for nonprofits and working for other people wasn't really working for me. (laughs) So um, so yeah, when I left that job, started just taking on like other hourly work and, um, working in the restaurant industry, that kind of stuff that could be more flexible and not so demanding. Um, I finished my health coach training program and well, something happened in the last like month of that program that led me to menstrual healing, which was that I was watching a, one of the, um, one of the video lectures for the program I was in. I did my training through the Integrate, the Institute for Integrative Nutrition through IIN. And um, it was a woman named Christiane Northrup, and she's like a pioneer of women's health. And um, she wrote the book, Women's Bodies, Women's Wisdom. And she mentioned this book in her lecture, and I was just like enthralled by this lecture. And at this point, I had done a lot of healing myself because my, like part of all the burnout and stress that was happening to me was that my menstrual cycle and my, especially like my bleed and PMS was like really ruling my life. And I was in physical and emotional pain for like three months, three weeks out of every month. 
And so this had already been something I was interested in, but I hadn't thought about it being like the focus that I take after I finish this program. And then I was watching this lecture. She mentioned her book, Women's Bodies, Women's Wisdom, and I wrote it down. And I was like, I need to get this book. And an hour later, my husband came home from work and he was like, hey, there was like a book sale on the sidewalk outside our local grocery store. He was like, and they had this book and I just, it like called out to me and I thought you would be interested. And he literally handed me Women's Bodies, Women's Wisdom. Yeah. That is so amazing. I know. So I was like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I hear you universe message received. And I had felt like I had felt that like a moment like that was approaching where like I was going to be led in the direction of like where I needed to go. Cause there's so many options, you know, when you're learning about holistic healing, you're like, okay, but what do I do next? Like, how do I narrow it down? Like, yeah, I want the whole world to eat more vegetables, but like, <laughs> how do I like, you know, how do I pursue a business doing that? Um, and then, yeah, that, that moment happened. And it was a moment of clarity for me where I was like, okay, so like all this healing that I've done in myself for my cycle. And it seems obvious when I say it now, but you know, when you're learning and you're so excited, you're like, oh, I could do this. I could do this. I could do this. That wasn't the moment where I was like, oh, like I've done this myself. I have experienced in this myself. It completely changed my life. And I'm getting these pings from the universe to pursue it. So, so yeah, that's when I decided to like narrow in on menstrual health. And I just, I know that my story in terms of like the struggles that I've had with my cycle is not unique. <laughs> I wish it was, but you know, I know it's really common. And I know from my experience and from talking to so many people that like, it's also very common to have doctors be like, oh, that's just like a normal part of being a person with the uterus. Like you're just going to be in pain. Like that's just how it is. And um, yeah, I want people to know that that's not true. And it is definitely what we're told, but it's not the truth. So yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. And I was always told, cause all my family had really bad period pain. So I was always told, mm -hmm. oh, it's just genetic. Like there's no way to fix this. It's just like, it's our lot from genetics. Um, and it's so hard because that's like you said, that's how so many people approach the topic is your period is like your period. There's, that's it. There's like no way to fix it. There's no way to make these symptoms better, but it's such a beautiful experience that can be a very healing and nourishing experience. And I completely, I had like a very similar story where I healed my own cycle and then just realized how much it changed my life. Like I cannot imagine living my life anymore, like not in alignment with my cycle. Like now that I'm doing it, I like look back and I'm like, how did I ever live differently? And I, I lived with like tons of panic attacks and crazy mood swings and not understanding what was happening to my body in a period yeah. that I hated. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's so powerful to change like so many aspects of your life. It doesn't only change like your physical, it changes your emotional and your, it changes your mental and how you show yourself like love and self care. Mm -hmm. It's so powerful. I completely resonated with your whole story there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think you know, something I've come to realize is that when we are told and when we are taught and conditioned to accept pain as a normal part of our experience in our bodies, that trickles out into the rest of our lives, you know, then we accept emotional pain as a normal part of our daily lives, as a normal part of our relationships. And it's almost like if you have a uterus, like you are going to be miserable and in pain and like that, you know, and, and, that doesn't just affect the way that we treat our bodies. It affects the way we live our lives. And when someone like can look at you and tell you that you don't have to be in pain, you don't have to accept pain as a normal part of your experience, it changes your relationship with your body. And it changes, it changes every part of your life. Cause then you're like, okay, well, where else am I doing this? And that happened to me too. Like with my job where I was like, wow, I've accepted like a baseline of like feeling awful in my physical body. And then I realized that also like in my professional life, I accepted that like, you know, everyone who works, everyone hates their job. Everyone is exhausted. Everyone is burnt out. And 
like my period and my paying attention to my cycle is what led me to that realization of like, oh my gosh, like I don't have to do that. I don't have to accept misery. I don't have to like pursue a career that even if it's what I thought I want was making me miserable. So yeah, I think it's like so much, it's about so much more than your period. You know, this work, it's about so much more than your period. Yeah, I love that perspective. I love that perspective. I was doing a similar thing. I started my business right after college. Um, but like that last semester of college, I was like trying to fill my resume with as many things as possible. I was trying to do everything mm-hmm. right, like take all the jobs, do all the internships, um, have good grades in all the classes. And it was so overwhelming that I completely ignored my own self-care. Like I had zero self-care practices in place. I like mm-hmm. completely ignored how to actually take care of myself. And I had never made that connection before that it is like, I accepted that my periods were gonna be super painful every month. And I accepted that the way I was supposed to live was to do it all and to like drive myself into the ground. And it's, it is so liberating realizing that you don't have to do that. And I think that's something I'm realizing more and more like having my own business too. It's like Mm -hmm. these lifestyle structures that our culture has in place like are so limiting. Like there's mm-hmm. so much beyond them. Like you were saying, you don't need to be in misery and yeah, you don't need to be in pain. And I just want all of our listeners who are listening right now, if you're experiencing any kind of physical, mental, emotional pain, realizing that that doesn't have to be that way. That does not yeah. have to be how you lead your life. Like you always have options. Yes. Um, and I think that's also a really beautiful thing about this work is that it opens up so many options. Mm. Like, for people who are healing in their menstrual cycle. Like there's so little options around our period right now in our culture that once you really dive into it, it's like there's a plethora of options that are out there for everything relating to your like uh, reproductive health. It's really Mm -hmm. amazing once you start diving into it. Yeah, and I also, you know, I think that like, it is definitely shifting. Like the, the way that society is viewing this is shifting. I live in this bubble. So I'm like, oh my God, it's changing so much. And I have to sometimes remember like, okay, no, we still have a long way to go. <laughs> like live in this world of like people like you and, and you know, my Instagram feed is very specific. Um, but I think that in general, like the, the achievement of a successful woman or person with a menstrual cycle is in our modern culture is someone who like, ignores it you know someone who has like overcome their hormonal (laughs) cycle and doesn't let it get in their way and I think for a long time like feminism was that was like something that was being talked about in the feminist world of like you know I'm not gonna let my period hold me back and the truth is is like you can totally be like a modern corporate woman and still live this way like you don't have to do what I did and completely like change your whole life and you can and it will it will help you heal but you don't have to you can also there are ways to adjust your life and live in alignment with your cycle while working a full-time job and it's not about like I think that's what I love about it too is like it's not about like exiting society so that you can be you know be in touch with your body it's about making any adjustment and like you said like putting in health self-care practices that where you hadn't been before or like taking time to rest when your body's asking for it or yeah you know like following your urges when you're feeling more sexual or you know it's not just about exiting you know our society but it's about like acknowledging that your body is cyclical and that your energy level levels change throughout the month and really like grounding your life in that, um, in the way that it works best for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that in the way that it works best for you because it is, there's so many different ways to do it. And like you were mm-hmm. pointing out, like there's all these like little shifts that you can make in your life to really honor your cycle. Um, and I completely agree. I feel like that is like this, um, There's like this idea that to be like a powerful woman, you need to, like you said, overcome your menstrual cycle, but it's really empowering in itself to understand your body and work with it. Cause it's almost like when you're not, you're like 
fighting uphill, like against your body the whole time. And when you can actually work with your cyclical rhythm, Mm. not only can you like be empowered in your corporate world, but you can be empowered in a way that like uses your strengths and not like them. It's so, it's so amazing. Yeah. And also like you avoid burnout, which, you know, is a huge barrier in, in the corporate world and in like even the nonprofit world and our like standard nine to five structure in society is like burnout is a very real thing. And women experience burnout more than men because, well, something that like I was an aha moment for me was in learning about like the biology of the hormonal cycle, male hormonal cycles are 24 hours. And they pretty much directly mimic the structure of a regular corporate work day. Like they're high in the morning. They kind of like plateau um, in the mid morning and afternoon. And then they start to decrease in the evening when we're like going out for happy hours and like feeling social. And then they're low in the evening when we're like ready to go to bed. And female bodied folks, have a 28 day cycle. So our bodies don't follow that 24 hour cycle yet our entire society is structured around it. And so when we are trying to fit our bodies and our experience into that 24 hour cycle, we burn out really quickly. You know, I mean, even if it's like five years into your career, that's quick (laughs) when you look at the scope of your entire career. And so it's not about like not going to work every day when it's not about, you know, only, you know, take, even if you can't, if you're someone who can't take days off during your bleed, it's about like taking moments during your day to rest. Or even something that I have noticed is like, even if you just know that information of like, I am in the second half of my cycle, therefore my energy is going to be lower. That just having that knowledge makes us kinder to ourselves. So instead of like, blaming it on, or like, you know, um, beating ourselves up about it. We're like, oh, there's a reason. And it's not because like, I am a, I'm a bad worker or I am not productive or I am, you know, not good at my job. It's because my hormones are flatlined and I don't have as much to give as I do at other points in my cycle. Um, yeah. 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 Oh, I love that. Um, I think that was one of the biggest things for me too was that letting go of beating myself up like when I started learning about my cycle it was like before right before my period I would always have like the same meltdown on the same exact day two days before my period I remember realizing this before I even got into understanding what cycle tracking was like I started realizing that it was like exactly two days before my period I've had the same argument with my partner the same whole meltdown would go down um And I was able to like start eliminating that by not beating myself up over it and like knowing that it was coming and just being kind and realizing like, this is what's going on with my hormones. Like here are a few things I can add into my day to really help that. And like you said, with burnout, I remember always feeling guilty taking naps. Like that was something like before I started aligning my life with my cycle, I was always like, like, why am I losing energy? Like, why am I not able to go? Like a week ago, I was like on top of the world. Um, and as soon as I like aligned my life and my cycle, I understood like why I was feeling tired. I understood like I could take, I could go take a nap and I know that I'm going to wake up in an hour. That's just how my body is going to function. And I go back to my day and I feel great instead of like pushing through that tired feeling and wasting so many hours, just like trying to walk uphill instead of just giving my body what it needs for an hour. So yeah, it's very empowering. Yeah. And it teaches us how to listen to our bodies. Like when I was in my nine to five, I, I, I can't think I've ever told anyone this, but <laughs> I, um, I lived really like around the corner from where I worked and I was like going between sites. I worked on multiple farms and was like, you know, working at schools and homeless shelters and like popping around a lot. So people didn't really know where I was, you know, and people, and I did, I was good at my job, so they trusted me, but once I like my horm- my um like hormonal imbalance symptoms, which is what I like eventually figured out was what was going on, got to a point where it was like 
really debilitating. I could not get through the day without taking a nap. And I would literally like go home and sleep on my couch for like a half an hour and, or like go home during my lunch break and sleep or like duck out of my job so that I could sleep because I literally could not, like I had pushed myself so hard and pushed myself physically, mentally, like intellectually, all of it so hard for so long. Like I was the same as you in school. Like I was the same. It was like high achievement or nothing. Like, you know, (laughs) yeah. Like my, my expectations of myself were so unrealistic and so high and failure was not an option, which is, you know, something that, that is, I don't feel that way anymore at all. It's like fully part of the experience, you know? I mean, I'm still working on that. That's a hard one to unlearn. I think. But, <laughs> I'm there with you. The, yeah. The perfectionist. I'm still, still working on that. <laughs> oh my gosh, me too. And, um, but yeah, I used to duck out in the middle of my work day to take a nap because I was so exhausted all the time. And what I didn't realize and wasn't like, I wasn't even like, oh, this is a concerning symptom. <laughs> like, what is going on, you know? It was like, why can't I get through the day? Why do I see all of my friends and all these other people, like, living their lives normally, being able to get through their day with energy and then go out after work? Like, why can't I even make it through the day without having to, like, sneak away for a nap? Um, and, yeah, instead of being like, what message is my body trying to send me? I was just like, there's something wrong with me and I need to hide this from everyone. And, you know, it makes me realize too, I'm like, all my friends were fine. And I'm like, yeah, but from the outside, I looked fine too. Cause nobody knew I was sleeping out to take naps. Like, I don't think my husband even knew that, you know? Yeah. So, so yeah, I think like, we're just so conditioned to ignore our bodies that we don't ever learn how to like listen or pay attention to the messages that we're receiving. And our menstrual cycle and our, especially our PMS and our period pain is like, you know, if you have a uterus and you have a menstrual cycle, those are like the most clear messages that you could be receiving. You know, now I'm so grateful. I'm like, when I don't feel good, I'm like, okay, something's going on. My body's letting me know that. And I don't have to go to the doctor to figure out. And like, yes, go to the doctor if something is wrong. But what I'm saying is like, you don't have to go to the doctor to know that something's wrong. You know, like we have this built-in messaging system that is like, if I'm having symptoms, something is up that I need to address. And like, I will go to my doctor or do research or like figure out what that thing is. But now I'm just so grateful. Like I don't resent my menstrual cramps when they happen because now I'm like, thank you for the information. (laughs) You know, (laughs) thank you body. You're communicating with me and I'm going to listen to you. Yeah. Yeah, I remember like a huge pivotal point when I was like first aligning with my cycle. A huge pivotal point was it was like the day before my period and I was like cooking and I started getting cramps and they started getting worse. And I remember like standing there and like putting my hands on my boob space and being like, it's going to be okay. I'm going to sit down in five minutes. Just let me get this thing off the stove. And the cramps stopped. And then they like came back a few minutes later and I sat down and they like, they completely stopped like just by like acknowledging my body and actually listening to what it was saying that was that was like a beautiful crazy Mm -hmm. moment in that whole like pain realm but I'm the same way I no longer is that my pain I like sit there and I'm like I sit there being like everything's okay I really love you I know you're working so hard right now to keep me healthy yeah I love that (laughs) a whole shift yeah yeah I have so many people who tell me they're like uh, when I mentioned like um, sleeping, whenever I mentioned sleeping on my page and being like, like take a moment, like if your body's telling you what you need to rest, like take a moment to rest. And I have so many people who are like, my body's just telling me to sleep all the time. And I'm like, yeah. that's a big signal there. Like that's yeah. your body is like lovingly expressing to you that it needs some, some sort of little shift and some sort of self-care in there. And I think that yeah that happens to so many people that they're just like, Oh, if I sleep, I'm just going to sleep forever. Like that's what my body is telling me. And it's, it's mm. a big signal. That's like yeah. a, that's your, your body communicating that maybe adding in just a little bit more like self care, a little tweaking something in your day to day. Yeah. Really help. Yeah. Instead of ignoring it, you know, yeah. and that's where I go back to what I said earlier is like, we've been taught to medicate away our menstrual pain and so we've been taught, I mean, that is ignoring it, you know, it's like, push it down, pretend it's not there, shove it under the rug every single month for your entire menstrual career, like, you know, and it, and it teaches us to ignore 
And it's that same thing where it's like, when we learn to do that in one part of our relationship with our body, we start to do that in other, like, you know, we start to ignore the other signals that our body's giving us that are not, might not be related to our menstrual cycle. Like, or, you know, may or may not be, but anxiety, depression, exhaustion, all of this stuff that we're taught, this is a normal part of like being a modern woman and a modern person, you know? And it's like, it doesn't have to be. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it really doesn't. It really doesn't. And when you were talking about like coming home and taking a nap during your nine to five, I, I realized I am not cut out for a nine to five job either working for someone else. I get yes. so exhausted. Like I'm great when I'm in my like ovulatory phase, then I'm like, I'm on top of the world. I can do this. But as soon yeah. as my premenstrual phase hits, like for me, it hits so strong that, um, I like, I work downtown. So I Metro into work usually, and I'll like fall asleep on the Metro on my way home at five o'clock and yeah. come home just so wiped and exhausted. Yeah. And yeah, and that's the nice thing about having having your own business is you can yeah. align it with your cycle too. So for anyone who's listening who's an entrepreneur, if you're feeling burnout within your own business, it's really great learning how to align your business with your cycle so that you don't feel that burnout so that you can live in a sustainable way that works for your unique body. Because yeah. um, we're all going to need different things and all of our bodies are so unique and different that it comes down to finding what's right for you. And yeah. for your, your body and exploring, you know, yeah. and not ignoring what's going on because that, that, you know, it, it makes it so that you don't explore what feels good. You accept what feels bad instead. And so, yeah. And, and yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. all so life changing <laughs> and beautiful <laughs> and like really it truly is. And I mean, in my opinion, like nobody is designed to work a nine to five job. And I'm not saying everyone needs to quit their jobs and saying the system needs to change to make it more sustainable. Um, and like, I've heard some folks say that, that, um, if you have a menstrual cycle, you should be on like a three week off one week, three week on one week off schedule like that this like five days on two days off schedule like makes no sense with our biology and instead that if you have a menstrual cycle you should work for three weeks maybe two and a half or like cut down your hours a little towards the end and then take a full week off between like your premenstrual phase and the first few days of your menstrual cycle and not that it has to be like you know monday to sunday week off that it can be or monday to friday week off that it can be like you know, the, the last few days of your cycle and the first few days of your bleed or the last few days of, of, you know, your previous cycle, the first few days of your next cycle. And I love that. I'm like, yes. Oh my gosh. Ideal world. That makes so much sense. And I, I find myself doing something similar in my business where I'll take like the three, like the day before my bleed and like the next three days kind of off. And then yes. like just randomly in my cycle, if I feel myself like at a point where I'm like, I just need to like release and actually listen to my body then I'll like take random days off and I'll end up just like like not listening to the the like five days on two days off thing because it it is it doesn't really work with a yeah 28 32 day cycle (laughs) yeah and I find that a lot of people this happened to me at first too a lot of people who like leave the traditional workplace and and start their own businesses start their businesses with the same like go 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 like masculine energy um and structure of their day and they're like I'm gonna do this I'm gonna work Monday through Friday I'm gonna work nine to five like I'm gonna you know and this this like need to be productive all the time and um yeah it's like that's like expecting a plant to be able to be harvested all year round you know like that's, that's like the energy of that. And when you bring that energy into your, well, you know, when you leave a traditional workplace to create your own business, a lot of people do that to have more freedom and to have more energy and to like, you know, make their own schedule, but they end up falling back into what they've been taught, which is, yeah, that like perpetual harvest energy and end up burning out again. So 
yeah, if you're listening to this and you're an entrepreneur, I really recommend, and if you have a menstrual cycle, I really recommend like looking into getting in touch with your, your cycle and living in alignment with your cycle and playing with your um, schedule so that you don't fall into that, the thing, the very thing that you were looking to get away from. And again, it's like, it's just what we're taught, you know, we're, it's, it's like, it's so ingrained in us. It's so ingrained in society. We see it everywhere. We see it in like so many, like our parents, a lot of our parents work in that structure, our friends, when you watch TV, like, you know, it's everywhere. And so I think being able to like, like really embrace that freedom that you have and that you were seeking and not falling into the like, the conveyor belt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Knowing that it's so possible and just looking like, like looking to anyone who's like a menstrual coach out there probably lives their life very much in alignment with the cycle and knowing that, that it is possible to go out of that and to, yeah. to live in your feminine energy um, just as much as your masculine energy. Yeah. yeah. And that drive to be productive, that was totally like, that was totally me before I started reconnecting with my cycle. It was mm -hmm. like, I didn't know who I was when I wasn't being productive. And that was like a huge healing journey for me was realizing that I am just as worth it just being me and just like being and not having to be being productive. Yeah. Um, and that was something that my menstrual cycle taught me that was so beautiful. It's like there's time for me to push and be productive in my uh, like pre-ovulatory phase and my ovulatory phase. And then there's time yeah. for me to go take a nice warm bath and read for a few hours and work on some more creative projects that don't yeah. feel like I'm grinding. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really, it's such an amazing lifestyle shift. I know it's wild. And you, it's, it's like a whole new world and you do, it takes time to adjust. Like I'm, I'm the same. Like when I first left my job, like leaving my job was like, completely I was like freedom and then a week later I was like oh my gosh what did I do like, <laughs> you know and then every single like negative thought I've ever had about myself and like worthiness wound all of those things just like came right up to the surface and it was very hard and like that like he's like the transition you're talking about about like not having your worth be attached to your productivity is a long journey, you know, and it yeah. like requires you to look hard at yourself and like your stuff. And it's gonna make things bubble to the surface that feel really difficult, but then you work through them and you, you move forward and it's like the grass is greener for sure. It really is. And um, we were talking a little bit about like before we came on about something I've been really into that I learned from Christian Northrup the one, the, the woman who wrote women's bodies, women's wisdom, who like got me into all this, <laughs> um, or, you know, gently led me through the universe toward work. Um, she, she talked about, she talks about something, I think she calls it egg wisdom. I think that's what she calls it. Um, but when you think about the, basically like the fertilization how an egg is fertilized. The way that process works is a really beautiful reflection of feminine and masculine energy. And it explains it in a way that makes so much sense to me, which is that the sperm is like swimming and using all its energy. It's got its eyes set on the prize of the egg and it's like pushing, pushing, pushing. And like the strongest sperm is going to get to the egg. The fastest sperm is going to get to the egg. And um, it's this energy of like pushing, you know, and like pushing forward and moving forward and like working in that way to achieve your goals. And um, the egg on the other hand is released by the ovary and then just chills in the space between the fallopian tube and the ovary and emits hormones to attract the sperm to it, but it doesn't move. It sits there and look, it's not like not doing work, you know, it has half 50% of the genetic material. It has all of the nutrition that the sperm and the egg need are going to need on its journey down to the uterus. And it, you know, it's like, it has what it needs and it attracts the things that it wants towards it in order to achieve the goal, which is fertilization. And that 
yeah, the sperm is this masculine energy and that the egg is this feminine energy. And we are all so used to the masculine vibe of like work, 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 work towards our goals. Don't rest because if you rest, that other sperm is going to get ahead of you and you're not going to be the one who's chosen, you know, like you're not going to be the one who makes it. Whereas the egg energy of like, you know, being still, getting clear on what your goals are and attracting the things towards you that are going to help you move to the next level is pretty foreign to us in our society. It's not how we have been taught to achieve our goals, but our, it's right there in our biology, you know, like it's shown to us if we choose to, to see it. So I think that's really beautiful because I like, I, I'm like, I can be, you know, I, I like float between this like ethereal spiritual vibe and then this like very logical scientific, um, like informative energy. And so I love when it's, when I have these like very concrete examples, you know, it's not it to me, that's like, okay, that's not just like a concept that's like clear, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I also feel like that that's such a clear definition, like using that example to define masculine and feminine energy, because yeah. it is, it's like, it's so clear and evident. Um, and it, it does, it shows the difference between embracing your feminine energy and your masculine energy. And I know this is a concept that I've talked to people before too, who are like, who are kind of confused around the, the concept of masculine and feminine energy. And this is such a beautiful concrete example of how that shows up in our biology and how we can take that concept and push it farther. Um, yeah. Which is so great. I love that you brought that example into this and I'm like yeah. so excited for people <laughs> listening to this and having that like, hopefully that click of like, oh yeah, that makes so much sense. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting because I think like the reaction I've gotten from people is like, what do you mean? So I'm just not supposed to work? Like, how does that happen? And it's like, you know, no, like you're still working towards your goals and like doing things every day, but it's, it's this, it's like patient, having patience, you know, and like not being desperate and not like using up all your energy, but getting still and like getting, cause I think sometimes like me with my job, like I worked towards that job for years and then got there and was like, who's, is this for like I don't this is like and once I started like getting in touch with my cycle and healing my hormones I was like um okay so this is something I was conditioned to want and I think that 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 can happen too where we are spend so much time just like working and grinding that we don't take time to look around us and be like okay but what do I actually want like is this in alignment with who I want to be and what I the work I want to do in the world and I think it's it happens com it's common that like once you stop to take time to like think and be like is this in alignment with what i really want the answer is no you know yeah. yeah yeah and i love how it all weaves into like back into this idea of it all of this is so much more than just your period yeah. like we've covered so many beautiful topics that have to do with your whole life and like yeah. you said like finding the lifestyle finding the life the career that you want it all connects back to our menstrual cycle and being able to view that as more than just a bleed more than just the seven days that you might have some crazy symptoms in your cycle while bleeding out of your vagina like it's so yeah. much more <laughs> it encompasses like your whole life yeah um, and it's, it's so amazing how it influences everything and how tapping into your menstrual cycle, tapping into all of that magic can just bring abundance back to, to every aspect of your living. I think that yeah. that's just one of the most fascinating parts of our biology is that this like, this thing that our society takes for granted is like a key to yeah. <laughs> like unlocking everything. Exactly. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And I love, I also love the like, nutritional and lifestyle side of things too. Um, like I love how much for my, myself, like adjusting one thing in my diet, like the, the changes that you can see, um, for me, like caffeine was huge. I gave up caffeine and my menstrual cycle was like 
I was like, whose period is this? This is not my period, <laughs> you know? Like the, first, the very first cycle after giving up caffeine. And I'm not saying everyone should give up caffeine again. Like everyone's body's different. My body doesn't process caffeine well, which like I learned through learning about my body and listening to my body. Um, but yeah, how like managing stress, like, you know, I love the like meditation work that you do is so beautiful, so important. And Thank so connected you. to menstrual health because it's a beautiful way to calm our nervous system and to heal our bodies. And even just like, even that, like, like you said, making little self-care just adjustments, adding a little self-care where there wasn't before can make a huge difference in your, in your experience of your menstrual cycle. So I just think it's magic. You know, I really believe that like, I like, I'm, it's interesting because spirituality is something that like, I've explored, but for me, the most powerful spiritual practice that I have ever like implemented in my life is my menstrual cycle. Yeah. Like I completely agree. (laughs) Like my, my spiritual practice and belief is my menstrual cycle. Yeah. I don't have to go, you know, like I, I love the, like, and have a lot of friends who explore, you know, the more ethereal world of like, of spirituality. And I love like learning about that and hearing about it. I, you know, it's something that really calls out to me, but for for me, like discovering this, my, the spiritual practice of like menstrual cycle awareness has been like the most healing and like the most clarity I've ever had when it comes to spiritual growth. Yeah. It's so amazing. It's such an amazing practice to start putting in place. And it's like such a practice that it's easy to get started putting in place too. Like it's, it's not even like a hard thing to get started on. Like once you decide I want to reconnect with my body, it's like, it can be so easily. Do you have any advice for people who are like listening to this and are like, okay, this all sounds awesome, but now what? Like now, how do, what do I do next? Yeah. So, uh, download a period tracking app and start tracking your period start or tra- start tracking your menstrual cycle um they're not perfect when it comes to like you know get diving in deep and healing your hormones or tracking your like fertility and stuff but in terms of like what we were just talking about of like rooting your spiritual practice in your menstrual cycle and in your body start tracking your period or um cycles journal you had Rachel on here yeah I did. That was so great. (laughs) Love, love cycles journal. Um, that is a great place to start too. So look into that, um, track it in your planner. If you already have one, I've I've seen a lot of memes going around about how useless 2020 planners are. Well, guess what? I found something for you to use it for. (laughs) Use it for tracking your menstrual cycle. Um, and then the other thing that you can do that I really, really love is, um, like every time there's a full moon or a new moon, you can't like go on the internet without seeing people talking about full moon and new moon rituals. I've done them. I've shared them. I do them, but I recently started instead of tracking, instead of doing them in alignment with the moon, um, I started doing them in alignment with my menstrual cycle. So traditionally without technology and artificial light, people with a menstrual cycle all bleed on the new moon and ovulate on the full moon. And that has to do with light, like the natural light of the moon being processed in our brains that affects our hormone production. Um, and I get, when I talk about that, I get a lot of questions about like, Oh, but how do I sync my period with the moon? Or how do I like, Oh, I bleed on the full moon instead of the new moon. Like, what should I do? And the truth is, is like, we live in a society with artificial light now. And unless you're going to like move to the woods and like only have candles, and like moonlight, then that's just, that's just where we are at this point. And so that led me to think like, instead of tracking our site, like I still love tracking the moon and I love acknowledging the full moon and I still do something special for that. But for me, since obviously like my spiritual practice has become very rooted in my body and in my cycle, instead of doing normally it's like you do a manifesting practice on the new moon and a releasing practice on the full moon. And instead of doing that, I do a manifesting practice on my, the first day of my bleed. 
and a releasing practice on at ovulation, which is generally around day 14 of your cycle. So if you're interested in like rooting your spiritual practice in your, in your menstrual cycle, that could be something that you could try. I've like, yeah, felt really good about that. Um, and yeah, I think also the other like amazing medicine, which is why I'm so excited to be having this conversation with you right now is just talking about your experience. So yeah. Yes. I so, Uh, so, so, so agree. (laughs) Yeah. Like truly it will make such a difference. Um, I have seen people heal their symptoms from literally from just speaking about their experience because we're we're taught to like plug it up and you know numb our pain and like pretend like we're not menstruating so we don't talk about it and it's taboo and it, it has been taboo for a long time so one of the best medicines that you can use to heal your cycle is to talk about it and to share about your experience I love that. It's so powerful. That's how I first got into uh, this work was through an artwork. And I know I've mentioned this on an earlier podcast, but through um, an artwork where I was going around and I was like asking people to write their thoughts on menstruation, like on my clothing. And I had like two, like over 200 people the first time. And I did that a few other times as well. Um, all just writing about it. And it was so interesting watching the conversation from like me first asking them to do it and they're like really shocked expression. And then mm-hmm. we would like get into like 20 minute conversations on their period yeah. and their experiencing experiences and they come out of it like smiling and happy and like feeling so much more free to have been able to actually express that with someone. Yeah. Um, it, it's just so powerful. The yeah, yeah. words are so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. So healing and connect connecting to each other. So yeah. And yeah. for for with cycle tracking, so we mentioned cycle tracking. The way you can do it is the first day of your bleed would be cycle day one. And then you just keep counting until you start bleeding again. And that's how you can really start aligning. And if anyone's looking for like a free cycle tracking template, I do have a free one on my emailing list. So if you join my free divine feminine community, you get a cycle tracking. And yeah, I actually, th- I think I learned about cycles journals from you, Mariah. I think yeah. I, I saw it on your Instagram. I was like, oh, that's cool. And then yeah. I like ordered one like a week later. Yeah. So thank you for introducing me to Rachel oh and the cycles journals. Yeah. Rachel also lives in Philly. So I saw cycles journal around at like, you know, little independent bookstores and, and shops and stuff. So yeah. So cool. Gotta gotta spread the love for my Philly women, you know, my Philly people. Yeah, and anyone who's listening to this conversation now, it's great right after this to now listen to the Rachel Amber episode because now you have like all the background information to go into cycle tracking in that episode. So it really lined up really well here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Mariah, do you have any last words for our listeners? Any wisdom that you'd like to leave them with today? Um, the last thing on my mind is just one more thing that kind of ties this together is that when you think about rooting your spiritual practice in your menstrual cycle and you think about egg wisdom, which is, you know, this idea of like not having to push everything so hard to work towards your goals that, um, if you have a manifestation practice, I encourage you to, if you have a manifestation practice and you're a person with a menstrual cycle, I encourage you to explore um, not like pushing so hard in your manifestation practice. And instead of, you know, like diligently visualizing every single day and, you know, that, that, that energy that I think can come up around manifestation where you're like, you know, pushing towards that goal instead like taking time during around the midpoint of your cycle to like conjure up what you want to manifest and to write about it and to share about it and to put it out into the world and then be patient and instead of like you know pushing every single day or like creating this practice every single day which for me can feel like a little bit 
I don't know, what's the word? Like, like overwhelming or yeah. And like, just, yeah. Overwhelming. And like that, that energy of like the sperm, you know, that instead putting that energy out into the world and then like moving on and seeing what happens and checking back in, um, at the next, at your next ovulation or checking back in at your bleed and seeing if that thing is the thing that you still want. Um, but incorporating that egg wisdom into your manifestation practice where you're a little bit more patient and grounded and rooted and less of that like desperate need to have the thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that tra- that's like, that'll transition to like every aspect of your life. It's so, so yeah. beautiful. Thank you for yeah. that, for that wisdom. That was amazing. Yeah. So if people want to connect with you and get to know you better um, or work with you, where can they find you? What media? Yes. They can find me on Instagram at I am Mariah Rose, or they can find me on my website at I am Awesome. Yeah, those I'll link both of those. Cool. Yeah. I'll link both of those to the show notes too. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Those are the two best places to find me. And you can, um, yeah, add, get added onto my newsletter and all that beautiful stuff. Yeah. Reach awesome. out, please. I'd love to hear from you. Yes. Well, thank you so much for being here, Mariah. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Um, And thank you to everyone who's listening for holding the space for yourself. I hope that this was super empowering and inspiring and that it inspired you to take that next step to reconnecting to your menstrual cycle. Definitely go check out Mariah's information. She has such a beautiful Instagram and website and has, yes, (laughs) and has definitely been a huge influence in my career um, as a womb wisdom guide. So thank you so much for that too, Mariah. Thank you, Lilia. I hope you all have an amazing day and I will see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Empowering the Light podcast. If you love this episode, please share it so that we can spread this light and empowerment to more people. I also want to invite you to join my free Divine Feminine community. Within this community, you will receive exclusive content and updates via email, be invited to my free virtual moon circles every month, which are so much fun, by the way. And you'll have access to our private Facebook group that is always being updated with more content and conversation. You can find the link to join on my website, liliageston.com, spelled L-I-L-I-A-G-E-S-T-S-O-N.com. I can't wait for you to listen to more episodes and would love to know what you want to hear next. Feel free to DM me on Instagram at Lilia underscore Gestin or email me at lgestin at gmail.com so that we can bring you the content that inspires your true autonomy.